start fresh. Okay, let's try it again. Good evening, gentlemen. We continue in the Rambam. We're in Parachavches. Uh, we just started yesterday where the Rambam is telling us what the word regel means. And we gave three explanations. And the one that relates to us more is the cause of something to happen. He gave a few examples of that, such as the Pusik with Yaakov, where he says, Vayivorech. Hashem oschal liragli. Hashem blessed you liragli because of me. So we see that the word we explained it yesterday. It means because of. So therefore, when we have the pasuk that we were relating to, it says va'amdu raglov bayoma hu al We explain that amad means that Hashem's command will be established. Raglov means because he causes it to happen. So what God said, he caused to happen on Harzesim. So that's what Raglov means. And then he says, and the Targum, whenever he has to deal with that idea, we deal with Raglov, the Targum calls it Givurte, his might. Instead of his feet, his might. And might makes things happen. Okay, that's what we discussed yesterday. Now, the key Pasuk that we're most interested in is this Pasuk over here that we've related to before, and we're going to talk about it again. Now we talk about at Har Sinai, when Moshe went up, the Zakadim went up, it talks about the Zakadim and specifically, not even Aviyu. It says, and they, they saw HaKadosh Baruch, whatever that means. And what did they see? It, oh, now I think go to up here the second one Exodus twenty four ten. Look, look yeah. Exodus twenty four right ten. Yeah. Okay, look at pasuk nine. Yeah. Okay, let. Why? Okay, that's good. Vayal Moshe, Vayal Moshe, none of you have seen They went up. Keep going down. Vayiru Eis Elokei Yisrael. They saw the God of Israel. Visachas raglov, and underneath his feet, kimase livnas asapir, latar. What did they see under feet? Was the likeness of a pavement of sapphire, like the very sky for purity. Okay, so what does that mean? What is it that they saw? So that's the plus we have to understand. So the, you got two problems. You got tachas, under, and you've got the word raglov, his feet. So we, the Rambam talked about it in Parakeh. He says, you know, you really have proper, you have to have proper preparation to have the right vision of Hashem to see things correctly. And they were really seeing things a bit incorrectly. They weren't having the right perfect vision. But anyway, what is the word raglov over here? We're focused on raglov. So let's go back to Mornavuchim, please. Okay. Va'amnam amru tachas raglov kamase livnas hasapir. Perish unkelis. Unkelis goes to the extreme to make sure you're not going to make any mistake of corporeality. He does, a, he, as they say, he doubles down, literally. Perishungalus spoke of Moshe Data. He explains, as you know, Shuhu Sam Kinui 
Raglov. He makes a nickname, Soviet Raglov. Shov is going Al Hakise. He's going to translate the Raglov as the Kise, the throne. Okay? That's how he's going to translate the throne of God. For Omar, and look what he says. He gives you the Uncleus here very carefully now. For Omar Usachos and under Kursei Yikore, the throne of his glory. He's doing two things over here. It didn't say under his feet. It did also not say, it did not say an under his throne of glory. Because if it's his throne, what does that mean? He has a throne. He's he's sitting on it. He sits on it. But the throne of his glory. That's different. That's his glory, glory is a created on. reality sits that on. sits on a throne. So it's a double. You see, he's doing two things over here. Try to understand and be amazed. Look how he's distancing us from any corporeality of Hashem. Even in the furthest possible way. Shulamar, he didn't say Usachos Kursei. He didn't say under his throne. Shimoyamiyaches Kisei Lo. That if he would have attributed it to his throne, as it was understood with the word Tachas, right? Then that would force you to believe in some type of corporeality that under his throne. So he needs a throne. So therefore, Viyachai he attributes the throne to his glory. Klomar, Shechina, Asher or Nivra, the throne of the Shechina, which is a created light. So it's two things Hashem created, the light and the throne for the light. But it's not Hashem and it's not his throne. V'cheinam of Tarm says the same thing, which is Kiyot al the hand on the throne of God. It says, Min from before God's the Shechina, that's on the throne of his glory. All right, so we're taught the Kiseh HaKavod now is the Shechina, the glory of the throne. So the glory of God is sitting on the throne. That's what the people call it. The Kisei HaKavod. We don't call it God's Kisei. It's the Kisei HaKavod. The throne of God's glory. Now, I've kind of gone off what I wanted to talk about, which will be discussed more in other prokim, and I'll get there later on in Perak Samachthalad. I'll get more in to explain the idea of the the Kisei HaKavod and all that other stuff. I'll talk about that later. That's not my discussion for now. My discussion for now is, first of all, to make sure you make no mistakes about God's corporeality. And we will see there's one more step the Rambam wants to take us to. And that's what the next paragraph is going to tell us. Amnon Perish Unkulos Yedato. You know when Unkulos gives his Perish, it's known, the main point that he is saying is to distance us from corporeality, which again we mentioned yesterday, yes, 
that the Ramban argued on that. Ramban said that was not the main goal of Unculus, but just to give us a running translation and not dealing with philosophical issues. It's a big machlokas. But anyway, but even though he does this, the Unculus, he says, okay, so what happened? So they saw something. What did they saw? They saw under the Kisei HaKavod, but Unculus doesn't bother to tell us any helpful translation, but Kimase Livnas Sapir, like the work of stone sapphire. And Unculus doesn't do anything to help us understand. So what did they see exactly? Pasuk says, the work of stone sapphire under his throne of glory. What the heck is that? So Uncle says, that's not my problem. That's not my job. My job is to give you, A, a running commentary, and to take away any possibility if you mistakenly think there's corporeality to Hashem. That's Uncle's job. You want to know what this, the act of, um, what do you call it, the stone of sapphire? <laughs> that's what the Pesach says. It's not my job to tell you anything more than that. So that's what he's saying. He doesn't explain what they apprehended. Or what is meant. With this allegory. Everywhere. Uncles does not get into those details. Only wants to do is take away the corporeality. Because to distance herself from corporeality is a necessity in Jewish belief. Okay? And that's incredibly to understand that. And he will say what has to be said to take care of that issue. But trying to explain what the allegory of what they saw was, and that, you know what? He leaves that for the smart people. Remember, he translated this Aramaic for the masses. The masses did not know Lashon HaKodesh. So I'm giving you the Art Scroll translation. Art Scroll translation gives you the best running, flowing explanation and certainly doesn't want to lead you to any heresy. But if now there are things... So they did not see Hashem. They did not see his throne. Fine. That's all Unculus cares to tell you. What did they saw? They saw the Shekhinah. Okay, that's good. Something God created. And what did the Shekhinah look like? It looked like that sapphire stone. That's what they, what is that? Doesn't matter. Go on. You don't know what it means. You're not going to go off the derech if you don't know what it means. We'll leave it for the very smart people to figure it out. Okay? Who in the supak? It's enough for them. And if she has said, who kavana? And maybe you can come up with one explanation what it is. Or something else. These are very hidden things. But their understanding is not going to involve our basics of our foundations of faith. And even if not understanding it. First of all, it's not the masses are going to have lots of trouble understanding it. He's not going to get involved in this. Fine. Now, but the Rambam, he has a bigger agenda. He's not only dealing with the lack of corporeality, but he needs to get into the real ideas of what is the philosophy of God creating the world. He's going to get into the idea of what is the Meissimer Kavod. What do prophets see? He's going much more into detail. 
and therefore he has to explain things that are um, describing things of God's communication with man. He wants to get into what Navua is. We said it's going to explain 11 different levels of Navua. It's not merely to say, okay, let's just not get into corporeality. There's all kinds of philosophical things, such as, well, how did God create the world? At least from our, to some understanding of what's going on. So here he's going to get involved in a little bit of Aristotelian thought. And it doesn't necessarily mean he's off. Because terms that Aristotle were used, again, you have to remember, not, not everything Aristotle said was correct, but not everything he said is necessarily incorrect. Remember, he didn't have the words to use that we are at disposed of now. And you'll see a good example of this. So I'm just bracing you. The first few minutes, you're not going to understand what he's talking about. I'm just telling you now. But then when we give a few mishalom, you'll understand what he's talking about. And then it could even fit into what modern science is saying, and the Ramam can fit into this. But this was like well-known, certain philosophies of Aristotle were well-known and developed by others. Rambam was fully aware of it, and he has no problem with it. It, it doesn't create any problems with creation or anything like that, as we shall see. But Onkelis is finished. He's retired for the night. He's, he, he's done what he's meant to do. But the Rambam has to go further now. Okay, now the Rambam, obviously, he's, he's, he trans a little different than Onkelis. He said that the feed is the cause. Right. Remember? Underneath was the cause of that vision. Right. So now we got to see what the cause of the vision. What's going on there? But us, we are, have to be faithful to the whole essay, what it's about. We can't let things not get explained. Where are you? Keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, there we are. For Omar, and we're going to say like this. Ki Omar, when it says, Visachas Raglov, under his feet, okay, Rotsabo, as Reddy said, Misibosuaglolo. It's the cause. Hashem is the cause of. That's what it means. It's not his, under his feet. Hashem is the cause of. What? As we explained, he's the cause. And what is it that they were able to comprehend with those words of Kemase, Livnas Hasapir, is who Amitos Hachomer Harishon, the truth of prime matter. This is the first matter that God created. What do we know about prime matter? Now, here is the philosophical problem. If you believe that there is a divine creator, if you believe the world was created, you don't have to necessarily call him God. You can call him whatever you want. Aristotle didn't call him God. But there is some power, an initial power. You got that initial power. You got the world. That initial power is cannot be something you feel in touch because then they've got to be created by something else. But that initial being, whatever you want to call it, which is not physical, and they got a physical world, there's got to be something in between. It's too far of a jump from something that's beyond physical to physical. So what he is calling this is 
the prime matter, okay? And we know that the more pr uh, the, the matter we can relate to, the basic elements, are earth, wind, fire, and water. Those are the real, those were the first matters that were that everything created. everything made from. Everything comes from that. So now, what's between God and those four things? That's called prime matter. Let me just tell you what, it, what he's going to say. And you're going to say, whoa, what does that mean? I can't tell you exactly because <laughs> we don't have it. But we're going to call it, it is a type of matter. It's ready to imbued with matter but doesn't have any yet in other words it's some type of reality that matter can now enter it although it doesn't have anything right now now what this could have been but they didn't have the words for this it could have been energy pure energy because we know energy can turn into matter so it could be that this prime matter, they didn't have the word for it, energy, was this energy. Now, does energy have any form? No, it's formless. But now it could take on a form when it gets involved with the, the elements that are there. Okay, that's about all I can. So, you know, does it create the elements? <coughs> I'm not going there. I'm just saying this is the in-between stage. And more than that, I can't explain. But this is... And so he's this is one of the transitions between Hashem and the creation. Right. He created right. prime matter. Right. He created energy. Now, energy... Now, that could be the same thing, prime matter. could be energy. could be energy. And that energy then is able to create those next level... The four of, elements. The, the four, four elements can come from that energy. Okay. Now, can you really define that energy, that prime energy? Now, let, let's take energy. Can you touch energy? Do you know it exists? How? From what it does. From what it does. What it's able to create. But you can't touch energy. So that is the infinite being, which is totally beyond physicality the elements which is total physicality the energies in between which can take on properties of the elements so to speak that is the vision that the people at sinai saw according to rama that livna sapir that's what they saw now they could have mistaken that for hashem himself Okay, they could have made that mistake and they thought that, but that is what Hashem showed them a vision of that energy. I know you're going to say, but you can't see it. But he gave them the comprehension of it. Remember, he, he gave them the comprehension of it. No, that. This is not a burning bush. No, but that's energy too. I mean, you see these. But you're seeing fire, the energy. It's, it's already into an element. Yeah. It's already it's an element. Fire is one of the four elements. That's, that's really something else. But it's not consuming, which is interesting. But uh, let's not worry about burning bush. We'll have to discuss it another time. Yeah, it's going to talk about that another time. But here, so what is it what they saw? They saw that which God, from God's 
Mughal says his throne of glory. Rama says he's the cause of them seeing this vision of energy. Now, that could be an intellectual vision. They didn't see anything, but they understand scientists can talk about energy now, can't they? Oh, yeah. What? But, that, but there's something you say. There's fire there. There is fire. What? Before the lightning strikes, there was something we couldn't see. That's where the energy was, creating the lightning. So, so they're, they're aware of energy. That is what they were shown. They're showing the in-between step of creation. Why God wants to show them this before Sinai, we'll have to talk about that so tomorrow. It's like the molecules we can't see, like all the atoms and all the energy is spinning around inside. Right, but, but a scientist hasn't seen them either, unless you have a very uh, special instrument. Well, you can't see them. What? Quarks. Okay, quarks, whatever. But but they know they exist. Where do they exist? In their mind. In their mind, they know it's there, but they can't see it. So that's what they, they understood. Hashem gave them a gift to understand this air is energy. There is the prime matter. And that is what they conceived in their mind. Remember the Ramah always says, seeing means conceived in your mind. So they conceived in your mind. So instead of saying they saw God sitting on his throne and underneath God's feet was this sapphire-like brick material, what happened was that they were able to comprehend with their minds that God is the cause of something that is a mushal of prime matter. And how that is a muscle of prime matter, we also have to explain, which we will explain. But that's all they saw. They envisioned in their minds prime matter. That is what they were able to see. Who amitas the truth of the first matter. Remember, we said there's tsura and chomer. Remember, we said chomer is the mass, the matter. Tsura is the shape. Okay. But now you first have to have the prime matter that that prime matter can then take on a property of the four elements. So what does that all mean? That comes from Hashem. And that becomes the reason for reality. In other words, when we're looking at the proximate cause of matter, it is prime matter. And God created the prime matter, which now creates the four elements of existence. And that is what that analogy is showing them. The stakel umro, and when they saw it, it says, livnas hasapir. Like the acts of the livnas hasapir. Okay? The sapphire stone. Now, did they actually see a color? Right? No. It says, It wasn't that they came to, that they actually saw something. Because if they saw something, it would say very subtle, Like sapphire stone. But didn't say that. It said, Like what? The act of sapphire stone what's this act what's this act doing over here just say like a sapphire stone 
but it, an act of, an act like the sapphire stone. Because the chomer, the mass, always can receive, mispoil, it's affected upon, by its nature, it doesn't have any action, only by accident. So that's with regular matter. Just like the tzura, the one that fashions, the shaper does things on its own and still but can accidentally be affected. Like it says in physics. Therefore, in other words, you can have tzura and chomer. The tzura acts on the chomer. The chomer just sits there. The matter just sits there. It gets acted on. It doesn't do anything. It's like an accident. I mean accident. It's not, it doesn't make anything happen. The mass doesn't do anything, but there's the one that's pushing the mass, affecting the mass, and sometimes it can get hit. But now we're going before that. Kimasa, like the acts of Livnas Hasapir. And what does Livnas Hasapir really mean? Uloshan al Hazoar, it's on the picture of transparency. Lo Almara Halavan, we're not talking about the color white. Okay, in other words, it's not white. What's transparent? What color is transparent? transparent. No color. Transparent. No color. No color. Loven hasapir is not a color of white. It is what? A shining, so to speak. A transparency. But But it's not any color all right you have light is light any color is it clear day no but but i don't see i just see air light or white air light 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 there's no color but there's no prism you need the prism without the prism it, it's, it can accept colors. It can make colors, but it is no color. If it was a color, it can't make other colors. So you want to say they saw the prism. You want to call it the prism? Call it the prism if you want. And that would really be good. That's like a, a, a Livnas Sapir. It's like a, um, a sapphire stone. You want a sapphire stone? So they saw a prism. You want to say saw a prism? Take it. So what's a prism? Any colors? No colors in the prism. No, it's colorless. It's colorless. Sure, yeah. Now, it wasn't a physical prism. It was an intellectual prism. But there's no colors. That's why the act, it has to be acted upon. Mm. When you shine the light through it, and now it can make other colors. And now you'll get fire and earth and all these other things from that type of prism over there. But it is not white. Kamoshi's barbus from a team, like in natural books, it writes it. Shulamar, it had a color. Nothing else, it couldn't take on any other colors. Okay. Okay, let's stop it over here. We'll, uh, we'll continue. We'll get, we'll get this. But, but we're getting the idea. You're getting the idea of what they see. And we'll see why this was so important to give him... Why Bidavka? They had to have this vision right now. What does it matter?